Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the All-American Sports Podcast. What's up? I'm your host, Chris Carr, here bringing you guys another episode. Today, we're recapping the MLB trade deadline with the Boston Red Sox coming up next. So as I mentioned today, getting into the MLB trade deadline, and specifically, I'm focusing on the Boston Red Sox, their moves um, a few days ago. Um, and, you know, obviously we saw a crazy trade them. I know way to like recap it all. Obviously have some more episodes talking about some other moves. Um, definitely the Padres who made a plethora of moves and you can see them here even with the Red Sox, but acquiring Josh Hader and Juan Soto in trades. Uh, we saw, we just saw a ton of moves. The Red Sox, one of the teams, a little more on the controversial side, um, we're going to talk about winners and losers in another episode, but as a Red Sox fan, Boston-based guy, uh, I'm going to cut out all the bias, but I'm going to recap it um, You know, from an analyst standpoint here on the Red Sox moves. Uh, just a few days ago, they've played two games since then, one loss, one win uh, versus the Kansas City Royals. So we've seen you know, a little bit how these, uh, how these guys are panning out, um, how these acquisitions you know, will play out in the future. Obviously, time will tell, but... I'm going to be analyzing the moves um, that were made just a few days ago by general manager Heim Bloom. Um, so obviously, the Red Sox are in a little bit of a tough spot. You know, they're a historic franchise. Uh, Boston fans are used to winning, and you know they've been winning in recent years. And this year, it's been a it's been a roller coaster road to say the least. And you know, at a basically a 500 record. Uh, we are sitting now in fifth in the AL East. We're behind Baltimore, which is not great. It's not what Red Sox fans expect, and I, I know it's you know a tough situation for Heimblum to enter because Red, you know, unfortunately, Boston fans are used to winning in all their sports, not just in uh, baseball. But you know, you, you got to look at it from a team that's looking to win now. You know, your star players are Xander Bogarts, uh, you know, Rafi Devers. Um, Chris Sale, Trevor Story, they're not, you know, super young guys. This is not going to be a, you know, team that's going to compete in a few years. They're competing right now. And I think, honestly, this lineup at full health, full pitching rotation healthy is a World Series contending lineup. Um, I, I think it makes sense. And, but, you know, I don't think the moves that they made got them there by any means. And I, I wouldn't say they totally took a step back. I wouldn't say they totally took a step forward either. It's more kind of, you know, sitting in the same boat, not a clear direction um, as to where this team is headed. So I'm looking for answers. I know Red Sox fans are looking for answers, but we'll start off with the first move. Christian Vasquez going to the Houston Astros, uh, and we get uh, Emmanuel Valdez and William Abreu. Now, this is an interesting trade. To me, I, I really... You know, I'm trying to cut out, you know, everything from the past, but I can't because Christian Vasquez is a guy, you know, he's been with this organization for 15 years, 15 years, you know, since 2008. And, you know, he's the catcher. He's the heart and soul of your team. You could see, you know, people were visibly upset. Obviously, Vasquez was crying. You know, it made it all the worse that this trade happened as the Red Sox were preparing for a game against the Astros in Houston. And Vasquez taking BP, just, you know, cries, everything. I, I honestly, I am totally on his side. I felt so bad for him. But you, you don't treat a guy like that. You cannot just take what he's done. He's won championships with his team. He's put in so much work. All he knows is Boston Red Sox baseball. 
He's not prepared to play in Houston right now. And they just dismissed him like that. And you know what? The, the problem I have with it, yes, it's Vasquez. Might not been, been you know, the, the piece we needed. Okay, you want to move him. That's fine. But you don't do it in that kind of fashion because I tell you, you look at guys like Rafi Devers, you look at Xander Bogarts, they are watching this happen right in front of their eyes as they're, you know, heading into their contract years. And the Red Sox, you know, I, I know money talks, everything, they can give them deals, whatever. But if they see that the Red Sox are going to treat guys like that who put in so much dedication with this organization and just send them away for, mind you, the 28th and 29th ranked prospects uh, in the Houston Astros organization. I know I, I'm a little bit higher on them than I think they're ranked. I think they both show promise, especially uh, Valdez, who's had success with the Wu Sox. But I don't think it's the best return. I think you can get more for a guy like Christian Vasquez, who's had you know the all-star years in the past, a very, very solid catcher. And especially that, I mean, you, you replace him with a career backup, not at the very most. That's a respectful uh, way to, you know... Uh, diagnose Reese McGuire, who they acquired then in the next trade we'll talk about. But that's a complete downgrade to me. And I know Bloom is here to rebuild the farm system, whatever, but there is some level, you know, who really care? Yeah, let's say the Woo Sox win the AAA East, whatever. I mean, if your Major League Baseball team is not doing well, it is that is priority number one. I don't understand that trade uh, with Vasquez. I, it's not like he was significantly old. I know, yes, he's going to be a free agent soon. Uh, after next year, I believe, but you can, it's still early. I think if you have him and you have the rest of the team healthy, I think that is definitely a World Series caliber lineup. Now, especially when you don't have a clear answer behind the plate, because now you're fitting in guys. You know, Connor Wong is hurt. You got Kevin Plawecki, who was not his self last year. Um, we have Ronaldo Hernandez, still very, very young prospect. Don't know what he's, his deal is. So it's shaky move. And then the next one we'll talk about uh, is the Red Sox trade. They, so they swap Jake Diekman, their best lefty in the bullpen for Reese McGuire, who will uh, now be replacing Christian Vasquez. It seems like at least, you know, somewhat of an everyday catcher. I'd probably say it's a 75-25 split. McGuire taking 75% of the starts uh, behind the plate. And then Diekman uh, headed to the Chicago White Sox, which I do not understand. I mean, Diegman was the best lefty in our bullpen. Uh, we, you know, we saw it last night. Darwin's and Hernandez, or two nights ago, uh, came into the game. He cannot throw strikes, and I, I don't understand it. So you throw away your best lefty. Josh Taylor isn't healthy. You really don't. You have Chris Sale and um, James Pacton, two lefties in the rotation, hurt. You so you send Diegman away, and you get a career backup catcher who has not proven anything in recent years. Yeah, he's going to be your backup catcher. That's fine. But he should not be the starter of a team. That the, the problem that I have with most of these trades is the Red Sox have a top payroll. They won a World Series just a few years ago. All they've done is added pieces, and they're still in a competitive mode, clearly, by some of these moves. They kept on J.D. Martinez, a 35-year-old D.H., um, and they're, you know, they're bringing in Chris Sale as our ace. He's, you know, getting into his mid-30s now. So it's not like we're rebuilding. It is, you know, we're in a competitive division, not doing well. But, hey, we're in there. We can win games against the top teams. Uh, and we have a top, top payroll. And when you have, you know, the second, third highest payroll in the major leagues, Reese McGuire should not be your starting catcher. That's not to knock on him. 
But it just it, it really from a general manager standpoint, I don't understand that trade. Deakman wasn't all that great, but he was our best lefty in the bullpen, and we ship him away um, for Reese McGuire. Uh, the other trade here is Tommy Pham that the Red Sox got, and the Reds still a player to be named later. Uh, in exchange, but I'm not really concerned about what we gave up because it's likely going to be some minor prospects that I don't mind. Uh, but Tommy Pham is not the answer. Honestly, I think that was a mistake by the Red Sox. And I know a lot of guys are high on him. He's hitting, you know, by 240. Now Alex Cora is talking to him about the leadoff spot. And, you know, you that's great. But, you know, personally, you look at what this guy's done. If you Google him, you're going to want to close your eyes. I mean, his actions in the past, and I'm, yes, he's a good baseball player, everything. But you don't bring a guy like this in to the Red Sox. It's, it's just a hard guy to root for, in my opinion. You know, at the beginning of the season, an incident where he slapped Jack Peterson over a fantasy football incident. The things he said on the Reds, he was, you know, I'm only here to produce. I'm not really caring about anything else. Only me. I, that's not the attitude you want to have in your clubhouse. I think we have answers uh, in the outfield. Honestly, Tommy Pham, to me, is not that much of an upgrade from a guy like Jack Bradley Jr., who we released, which I do not agree with. Um, and I'll talk about that in a second, too, because that's a separate issue. Um, but Tommy, yeah, I mean, he's solid in the outfield. But hey, when you got a guy like Kike coming back from injury, which will be soon, Rob Restiner coming back from injury, and then, mind you, we have Jaron Duran, who's been awesome. I think he is the answer at center field for now. Alex Verdugo has been awesome. You can play him left to right field. And then you have Jackie Bradley Jr., Rob Refsnyder fill in however you want. You have four quality outfielders, I think. And you can maybe argue, hey, well, Jackie Bradley Jr.'s hitting isn't great. I think with a team like the Red Sox, you should have seven other guys in the field with enough offensive prowess where you could sacrifice one spot hitting-wise for, I think, the best defensive outfielder in baseball in Jackie Bradley Jr. Instead, they DFA'd, then released him and blew him off like nothing happened. It, it makes me question, you know, because Jackie Bradley Jr., at least if he's not starting, make him the fourth outfielder because you need him in there defensively at some times in this game. We saw it last night, Jaron Duran, who I think is a solid outfielder, but a ball went over his head that Jackie Bradley Jr. would have easily gotten. And, I, you know, Jackie Bradley Jr. now being released makes me question why we even traded for him in the first place. He was hitting in the 210s, which is such an improvement from last year. He was hitting 163 with the Brewers, about to be released. And instead, we get minor prospects, Jackie Bradley Jr., in exchange for Hunter Renfro, who is having a career year in Milwaukee and one of the best outfield arms you'll ever see. And then we get the the, the production that should have been expected out of Jackie Bradley Jr., maybe even exceeding it, and we ship him away. And instead, we replace him with a guy like Tommy Pham, who is not anything like a like a young investment. He is 34. He's heading into contract years. It's not like a long-term solution there. It's a rental at best. I don't understand that at all. Um, so Tommy Pham trade, not a big fan of either. The last trade we have to talk about today is uh, the big one, I think. So the Red Sox got $44 million. They got Corey Rozier, Max Ferguson, two prospects. Uh, Ferguson is second baseman, Rozier an outfielder. Neither are, you know, big names, uh, but they'll fill in, you know, the double-A, triple-A levels. And, you know, who knows, maybe have a shot at the major leagues, but I don't think anytime soon. And they got Eric Hosmer, a dwindling first baseman. I'm a big fan of Hosmer, to be honest. I do like him. 
Um, I think he's a solid first baseman, con, you know, good contact guy. A lot of people think he's a power hitter. He's more of a contact guy. And, he, you know, he can produce. I think it was, you know, a solid answer. But the, the contract details scare me a little bit. I know he's on a big contract. I think the Red Sox and Padres really need to smooth this out. Because I know the Padres are paying for most of it. But the Red Sox are still paying for a portion of that contract. And it is not finished really anytime soon. So we have to take on Hosmer for a few more years as he's, you know, dwindling down his career. Not a big fan of that. I think you got a guy like Tristan Casas at AAA, your basically top-ranked prospect uh, behind Marcelo Meyer, ready to come up to the big leagues, in my opinion. He's been hurt a little bit. But you bring him up, and, you know, you have Franchi and Dahlbeck as bridge guys for now. I think at some point, too, Rafi Devers will probably make the switch to first base. But instead, you replace it with a guy like Eric Hosmer, who maybe on a really contending team who had a shot at the World Series, for sure. But you know, we're not close to that level yet. And as much as I want to be, a team that's sitting 500 right now, is, I don't think is a World Series contender this year. I want the Red Sox to be, but these moves did not help. Uh, and instead, we give up, which I am actually pretty... <laughs> a lot of people have said this is a great return for a guy like Jay Groom. He was our second best pitching prospect, right behind Brian Bayo, uh, who's now hurt, but in the pitching rotation. Jay Groom was our second best pitching prospect, 24 years old, ripe, ready to go. And, I, you know, I wish him nothing but the best in the Padres. I think he'll be up in the major leagues soon. But I don't understand that trade. You know, for a team that needs pitching, too, desperately. And they could have gotten, I think, with a guy like Jay Groom. And instead, they sent him away. They get back a generous package, but for you know the Red Sox, I don't understand the fit um, at all. And you know, I, I I understand the other thing I want to talk about is is uh, you know a guy like J D Martinez who we decided to keep around, thirty five years of age. I, I like that. I like that move. Honestly, I, I think J D um, is you know one of the, he's just one of my favorite guys. He's the most fundamental hitter I think in baseball. And, you know, it's still productive at an old age. I don't mind it. But, you know, if we were really sellers and, you know, it just, I think the Red Sox really should have picked a true direction. I don't understand. I, you know, it seemed like the Vasquez move. Okay, we're selling. That's okay. That's what I'm Bloom's going to do. Let's prepare for next year. But then right after he goes out, you know, a weird trade with McGuire and Diekman. And then Tommy Pham, that's obviously a win-now move. And Hosmer is a win-now move, too. So it really it does not give the Red Sox a clear direction. I think they created more holes than they filled at catcher, at you know pitching prospects. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but it, it just, it, it really, I'm questioning the front office moves. And obviously, time will tell. I can't bash these moves that much because I saw last night the Red Sox really came together and played a terrific baseball game. And the new additions did help. So obviously, you know, it's not just a rant here. I do, um, you know, I do understand a little bit Heim Bloom's angle, but not fully. And it's really confusing as a fan and frustrating to watch this and, you know, have them dismiss a guy like Vasquez and, and not answer the questions in, in Xander Bogarts and Rafi Devers, who I hope to build this franchise around. I, you know, I, I do have a, I, once this team is fully healthy, I believe this lineup can really do damage. But will this team be fully healthy this year? That's another question. And I think Kyle Bloom should have the best knowledge of that of anybody. So maybe he knows something we don't. I don't know. We'll see. I do have some problems, though, with the current team, which I'll 
talk about a little bit. I, my one thing is why is Yolmer Sanchez still on the team? As a Red Sox fan, I do not understand this at all. This guy, is his only time reaching base last night was on an error. He's batting .83 heading into last night. Now, it probably went down from there. I haven't checked recently, but it probably went down from there. And we have him at second base right now filling in for Trevor Story. And it's not, but it's not just a fill in. It's not like he's been a backup infielder guy that we can just switch around whenever. First of all, you know, he's had a, he's had a, a, a decent career, but you know, not, you know, not anything spectacular in, in Chicago. He's a seasoned veteran um, who probably should be on the minor league teams right now somewhere else. Um, instead, he's been our starting second baseman the last week or so, and I do not understand it at all. It's been adding in the back of the order. It's not anything spectacular defensively either. Um, and it's second base, you know, not to disrespect anybody in, in, in major, you know, I get it. It's the major league it's second base, but at second base, you should be able to, you know, you get a guy who could field his position and, you know, solid offensively, hopefully, you know, we just make contact with the ball, shoot line drives, 270, 260 average. Instead, we got a guy like Yolmer Sanchez playing. And when you have a team second, third highest payroll in the major leagues, they're up there. It's Boston. It's a big market. Why is Yolmer Sanchez getting starts when you can clearly have, you know, more production or at least more hope from a young prospect? It's not like Sanchez is a young, long-term investment. He's here until Story comes back, and hopefully that is the end of him. Uh, but I don't understand that angle. Um, I never really understood the split with, with uh, Cordero and Bobby Dahlbeck, but now that's over. Franchi's down at AAA. Dahlbeck is kind of the fill-in guy at third and first. Um, I talk about the catching situation, and with pitching, all I hope is that I really can't bash it at, at all because I just hope that we get everybody healthy, hopefully, and then you can produce. And I, I, I think the outfield should be uh, more clear once we get Rob Snyder healthy and Kike comes back. I still have hope for this Red Sox team. I think they can make the wild card, but once again, these moves did not help, nor truly hurt the team. I am just questioning it, and that is my take. Uh, That has been the All-American Sports Podcast with Chris Carr. I will come out with more episodes soon. Let me know if you guys like these smaller, more like specific, focused in on episodes, because today I only talked about the Boston Red Sox trade deadline, not the whole MLB trade deadline. But obviously, I'm going to do some big episodes, some small episodes. This was kind of on the smaller, more specific side. Let me know your guys' thoughts, and uh, I'll see you next time. Peace.